Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. What if you were wearing something sexy? What if you were drinking? What if you made the first move? No matter what, sexual assault is never your fault. Support is available 24-7 through the National Sexual Assault Hotline. Call 1-800-656-HOPE or visit RAIN.org. That's R-A-I-N-N dot O-R-G. This is Christina Ricci with RAIN, reminding you it's never your fault. Brought to you by RAIN. To some, a baby's babbling doesn't mean much, but it does especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Every year, millions of Americans are exposed to a contagious virus. What is this virus? It's stigma. Stigma promotes an environment of shame, fear, and silence, which prevents millions of people from seeking help. But there's good news. The National Alliance on Mental Illness believes stigma towards mental illness is 100% curable. So do yourself and everyone a favor. Go to curestigma.org and get tested for stigma. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to the second half of Saturday morning for Joy Keys. I'm your host, Joy Keys. Again, I want to thank you for tuning in. You can follow me on uh, Facebook, Saturday mornings with Joy Keys. On Instagram, Saturdays with Joy Keys. Also on Twitter, that's uh, just Joy Keys on Twitter, <laughs> at Joy Keys. Also, you can email me. I love to hear from you. Um, I do respond um, when I get emails and people ask me questions or you might have suggestions. You can email me at Saturdays with Joy Keys at hotmail.com. Well, today we're going to be talking about psoriasis. This is Psoriasis Awareness Month. And, you know, you guys know who follow me and listen to the show. I try to have different health topics every month, uh, different um, social issues um, that are affecting any, it could be affecting anyone. Because I learn and I think it's important that other people learn and, you know, get away with um you know, people having assumptions about things and what, what, what they are, and also trying to get help. They might learn some kind of medicine or ways of going about helping them. Um, so today I'm going to have Dr. Shani Francis. She's a board-certified dermatologist, and um, she is also going to have one of her patients on. Uh, Dr. Francis is a graduate of Wake Forest Medical School. She earned her MBA from Auburn University, and um, she completed her residency at the University of Chicago Hospitals. Um, you might have seen her, some of her in publications like Cosmopolitan, The New York Times, Good Housekeeping, um, HealthToday.com, Martha Stewart, and I could go on. But basically, she's the one you want to talk to about this psoriasis issue. And let's see, I think, um, let me see if she's on this one here. Good morning, Dr. Francis. Is this you? 4270? No? Okay. Good morning. Um, is this the patient? Yes, it is. 
Hi, how are you? I know you didn't want to okay. be identified, so that's why I'm saying patient. Um, I was trying to see what number Dr. Francis, um, let's see. Dr. Francis, is this you on the call? I think you have me. Hello? Good morning. Hello? Good morning. Can you hear me? Okay, good. Yes, I can hear you. So I have a patient of Dr. Francis. Yep. (laughs) On the call this morning. Thank you guys for taking the time um, to wake up on Saturday morning and be on the show. You're welcome. I'm up and busy. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, okay. And who's that? The patient or Dr. Francis? This is Dr. Francis. Oh, okay. Um, so thank you again. Um, I was trying to find somebody to talk about this issue, and finally I got a couple names. And um, I was looking over your, you know, your website, and I was like, wow, I really just kind of got, like, I like the style and what the what you were saying, and so that's why I wanted to bring you on. I also – particularly ask for African-American doctors, because a lot of issues that I talk about, whether it's cancer, multiple sclerosis, uh, lupus, um, you know, autism, I try to find doctors that are African-American, because I want people to know that there are people out there that look like them and have the knowledge they need, and they they can go to them. So, um, you know, thank you uh, for, again, coming on and sharing your knowledge. so this psoriasis. Thank, thank you. So this psoriasis is a, is a, a tricky person, a tricky character, if you will. How does someone get psoriasis? So I like to explain that it's a little bit of bad luck. Um, we we know that it's both genetic and environmental. It runs in families, and we found uh, we've discovered certain genes that make people more likely to get psoriasis. But what's interesting is that some people that have those genes never develop psoriasis. So we do believe there's something, some kind of trigger that someone must be exposed to before the psoriasis can present itself. Now, I heard that it's an autoimmune. Explain to the audience what that means. Sure. So autoimmune condition is an inflammatory condition based on your immune system that normally fights diseases and other infections on the body um, starts to attack yourself. So um, uh, lupus is a very common one. Psoriasis also can fall into that category where instead of generating an immune response against an infection or something foreign, we're generating an immune response also against a specific part of our body. With psoriasis, it happens to be skin cells. Now, for the patient, what were some of your first symptoms that uh, that you had? Uh, did you know about psoriasis? Or have you, had you ever heard of it? Does anybody in your family have it? That's a couple oh, questions. Great question. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and I will tell you, I, I don't mind being identified. My name is Farhani Robinson. I'm, I'm from North Carolina. Um, I am 43 okay. now, and when um, when I was diagnosed, I was a senior in high school. I had not heard of psoriasis before. I was not familiar with it. I am not certain if anyone else in my family has had it because we really didn't talk about it. Um, Both Mm -hmm. my brothers have also battled with skin disorder, so I'm thinking, yes, it came from somewhere. I just don't quite know where. where. Now, um, when a person just notices it on their skin, what should they do first? Should they start putting creams and buying things themselves, or should they come to the, the dermatologist first? Is that directed to me? Sorry. Dr. Francis, okay. So um, 
I always emphasize that anything that causes you distress, why not get the help of a board-certified specialist that is trained to diagnose and um, treat uh, your condition? If even they don't know uh, that specific diagnosis at that time and more additional information needs to be done or more additional testing to be done, they certainly can help you reduce some of the symptoms with common things available. So I, you know, I'm always an advocate of using your experts, using your resources, and going to train professionals. Um, and so I always will say anything that causes you distress, you should seek the help of a board-certified dermatologist. That being said, you know, things that are flaky, you can try, you know, over-the-counter creams. Thicker creams usually help a little bit better than lotion. So if that, you know, can help give you some temporary relief, that is available to you, but you should go ahead and start the process to find um, a board-certified dermatologist that can help you with your condition. It's very important to emphasize that there's a... I'm sorry, it's very important to emphasize there's a website called www.aad.org, and it has information as well as links to help you find a board-certified dermatologist in your area, and there's usually pictures up, too, so you can find somebody that you feel a connection or you feel like you will have a good relationship with. Okay. Okay, that's good to know. Now, I was reading there are different types of psoriasis. There's, like, arthritis psoriasis and yes. inverse psoriasis. Um, talk about yes. some of these different ones and, and um, for the audience so they know the difference. Sure. So psoriasis normally um, occurs on the scalp, knees, elbows, hands, and feet. Those are the typical locations. That's called psoriasis vulgaris or just regular common plaque psoriasis. That's the majority of people. Um, but there's also these variants um, called inverse psoriasis, which usually is more in the um, folds of the skin. So in the underarm, groin area, can even affect the genitals and mouth. Um, there's erythrodermic psoriasis, where your entire body could be covered in red, scaly plaques. There's pustular psoriasis, which can look like little um, pus bumps all over the body, especially in anything that's like a plaque or a skin rash part. There's guttate psoriasis, which looks like little drops. And there's even nail psoriasis. So psoriasis can um, attack the nails. Um, and psoriasis wow. with or without with or without arthritis. So there's a specific type of arthritis that is caused by psoriasis um, that can happen in the joints. And some people just have the uh, arthritis with no rash, and some people have both. So now, um, it's a Biani, very complicated is that your name? condition. Yeah, Brahani. 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 What height did you have? That's a great question. I don't know. It sounds like I have several of the ones that Shani just mentioned. <laughs> um, and Shani, I don't know if you can help me out with. <laughs> with so, um, Brahani has plaque psoriasis, um, which is just the very common, what most people have is the plaque psoriasis. But definitely multiple different areas are affected. Um, did you start changing your diet, Brahani, at all? Did that help you with this? Or you only stuck to, I guess, um, traditional medicines with the um, going to the doctor and getting, you know, prescription? I stuck with um, traditional. I, I was advised during my last um, flare, is what I call it, um, 
Um, Shani did suggest that maybe I take some dairy out of my diet. I tried that, uh, but I was not as successful. But I have basically been on medication. Now, is this um, something contagious, Dr. Francis? Can like, I see somebody, a friend, should I shake their hand? Should I be scared? Is, is this contagious? I'm so glad you asked that question. It is a very common misconception that psoriasis is contagious. It is not contagious. It is perfectly fine to touch psoriasis. A lot of times when people with psoriasis come to the office, I touch their skin so they understand they are not contagious. Um, it, it, it is not contagious, absolutely not. It is an internal process, someone's body. You cannot catch it or transfer it to someone else. Is this something that could make you die if you have psoriasis in a severe case? Mm. So very uncommonly, yeah, very uncommonly, I would generally just say no. Um, There are specific, so psoriasis is not something you die from, but if psoriasis is bad enough, um, it can trigger other uh, things with your body that would put you at risk. Um, One of the very common things psoriasis runs with um, because it's an inflammatory condition and has systemic inflammation, which means inflammation could be all throughout your body, it can mm. cause um, an exacerbation of heart problems and heart disease. So um, it's not really psoriasis will be the culprit, but it can worsen other problems such as your heart that you certainly can die from, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Brahani, how did you um, deal with this um, in terms of socially, emotionally, having this mm-hmm. condition? What did you What did you start doing? Did you start praying more? Did you meditate? Did you, I mean, how did you handle um, having it? Um, so I should probably say it progressively got in a, a little bit more challenging. Um, it's different to have when you have uh, insurance and. I experienced a layoff about four years ago and went for a period without insurance. So I would say um, um, it was more of an emotional thing for me. I definitely did pray more. Uh, It definitely caused me to pray uh, a lot more, but um, I withdrew more as well. I will say having sores and spots over your skin, at least for me, made me more self-conscious. So typically I do not, I don't wear shorts, so I'm always in some long pants or um, a maxi dress, regardless of what the, the, the temperature is doing outside, just to be covered, um, again, because I was self-conscious. Um, but I became, I became more reclusive, so just kind of sticking to myself because I didn't want to, um, I didn't know who to talk to, who could, who could necessarily assist me in this. So um, that's how I dealt with it. Not that it's the best way to do it, and I was unfortunate, but that's how I, I dealt with staying in my space. Now, um, is this something you typically see, Dr. Francis, people withdrawing and not wanting to be social because of this um, psoriasis? Absolutely. We, we talk about quality of life in dermatology and do a lot of studies and research on quality of life. And psoriasis is one of those conditions that we treat that patients with bad disease have a significant impact to their overall quality of life. Um, And so that's why I emphasize anything that's bothering you, you should seek help because um, we are aware 
that um, there are other, just having something on your skin doesn't just affect your skin, right? So there's, there, there are other um, factors that go into the overall holistic health of someone. And definitely with psoriasis, it has a huge impact into how someone experiences their life. So this is a very common reaction, and we know it, see it, study it, and um, talk about it all the time. Now, is there, do you have support groups that you can recommend to people? Um, is sure. there a website that they could go to, Dr. Sure. Um, Francis? Go ahead. Sure. So the National Psoriasis Foundation is probably one of the best online resources that I know of. In addition to the American Academy of Dermatology, it's AAD.org. The National Psoriasis Foundation is psoriasis.org, I believe. And there's a, a, a yeah, whole, um, yeah, I have it here. Um, okay. so, Yes, social media um, channels and different um, online support groups as well. With everything going on, there's probably more online support um, than anything else, but there's also a hotline on the Psoriasis Foundation website. So um, there there are resources. I think talking about it is a big step. Um, and, um, and, yeah, there's support available. So if you definitely feel uncomfortable or you feel like you just need to talk, there's def- there's information out there for you. And I would check out one of those two or both of those. Websites. Let me tell the people, the, the helpline at the National Psoriasis Foundation is 1-800-723-9166. Again, 1-800-723-9166. So if you're listening to the show, you know someone who's dealing with psoriasis, or you think it might be psoriasis, but you're not sure, I'm sure you can call the helpline and they could help you out and point you in the right direction. The CDC has a lot of great information. So does um, uh, the Mayo Clinic and, and many other places. Now, what kind of medicine do you give? Is it a pill? Is it a cream? Is it a liquid? What, what kind of medicines do you give to um, patients or it depends on the type they have? So thank you for asking that question. I Again, I'm a holistic dermatologist. I believe in mind, body, and spirit healing. Um, and so one of the main triggers of psoriasis is stress. So just talking about stress modification techniques, meditation, prayer, um, exercise, all those things can play a role in helping manage flares and reduce stress. That's very important. Um, but as far as prescription medications, there is literally un- unlimited combinations of treatment that you can use. Um, there's light-based treatments if you don't like medicine. There's all kinds of topical creams, ointments, gels, sprays, foams, uh, et cetera. There's pills. There's even injectable medications, um, shampoos. I mean, there's literally a thousand choices out there. So working with a board-certified dermatologist will help you navigate that whole spectrum for you. There's even things over-the-counter. But definitely don't give up and be very specific or advocate for yourself of what you want. Because if you don't speak up for yourself of what you want, then you're just going to get, you know, what's general. But there's many different options to choose from, and everybody should feel comfortable working with what option works for them the best. So I always like to say there's a combination of things and, um, yeah. So, Prahani, and then you were out, you didn't have insurance. Um, Do you have insurance now? Um, Actually, no, I don't. (laughs) 
not yet. <laughs> so how are you um, handling? Are are you using um, welfare, or I mean, what what kind of? How do you get your medications? Is there any programs that's that can help you question. pay for your medications? And that's a great question. Actually, it was Dr. Francis who uh, suggested to me to check out. Um, so I'd previously been on an injection called Humira, and okay. I didn't realize that they had a patient assistance program. And so fortunately, mm. my, derm- my dermatologist, um, uh, when I was able to get in touch with him, he was just very um, – it's important to have a compassionate doctor as well. So I did reach out to let them know I'm in the midst of a flare. This was the worst I'd seen. Um, and, and so he provided the paperwork that I needed. Uh, so Humira has a patient assistance program that I'm able to right now um, get medications to keep my psoriasis or the psoriasis that I'm, I'm dealing with anyway. I don't want to claim it and <laughs> keep it, but um, to keep yeah. it at bay. So that's been uh, very, very helpful for me. And they also, um, I was in the midst of a, uh, I was highly inflamed. Um, it was like my skin was on fire at the time, and so they also prescribed me some triacimolone that gave me some immediate relief, but the Humira helps keep it at bay for me. So that's good to know that there are um, uh, patient assistance programs. I know of a lot of companies that do that. So if you're listening to the program and there was a medicine that you were taking, you might want to call them and ask if they have a patient assistance program. A lot of places do. And also now because of the pandemic, there's a lot of laws and agreements and things that are changing to make it easier for people to get the health care they need um, uh, and, and relief with whatever symptoms they may be having, no matter what your illness is or, um, you know, diseases. Um, now, let me ask you this. Is there a cure, Dr. Francis, for um, psoriasis? That's a great, yeah, that's a great question. We cannot cure psoriasis currently. There's no cure um, because it's internally um, generated. You know, there's, there's no cure, but we can control. And a lot of people can live with um, management psoriasis-free. Um, so, you know, one of the main things I like to emphasize is the triggers. And just reducing the triggers usually can reduce your flares. So stress is the big one. I brought that up earlier. Smoking is a really big one. Um, and so if you're a smoker and you have psoriasis, just reducing or eliminating that tobacco smoke can significantly improve your psoriasis. Alcohol, like heavy drinking, um, is very common with psoriasis. And so these are things that you have that you can actually control and, and reduce or eliminate to help improve your psoriasis without medicine. So um, now, is, we is can't cure eczema? it, but there's that, a lot of is, things Is this you like can a professional do. name? Is this a professional name for eczema or is eczema different than psoriasis? Oh, that's such a great question. I'm glad you asked that. No, eczema is completely different than psoriasis. And a lot of okay. people, especially African-American people, have either diagnosed themselves or been misdiagnosed as having eczema when they actually have psoriasis um, because it tends to look different in skin of color. So um, currently uh, it's very common about three and a half, three, three and a half percent of uh, Caucasians have psoriasis and it's estimated about 2% of African-Americans have psoriasis, but I actually think that number is pretty, is higher. And it's just the people caught in the thinking they have eczema category and they actually do have psoriasis so if you think you just have eczema it's not not pardon me 
how do you test for a Dr. Francis? How would you know the difference oh, as a doctor uh, sure. too? What, what tests do they take? So we like to say psoriasis is a quote-unquote clinical-based diagnosis. So a lot of times just seeing it, the patterns, where it, where it is, how it looks, we can tell the type of scale. Um, we can tell that it is psoriasis. You know, it, it tends to have like a more silvery or white scale to it. Um, but there's also a skin biopsy, which is like taking a little small piece of skin, like a small sample, and sending that into the lab to look at under the microscope, that can also help with the diagnosis of psoriasis. So there's a lot of things we can do besides the clinical appearance to, to tell that it's psoriasis. But generally just coming in and seeing a, a dermatologist, we can diagnose psoriasis just by the way it looks. Rahani, when you got diagnosed, was, was that the first time you went to the doctor for it? Or did you have to go to multiple doctors um, and get different opinions? That's a great question. I actually, um, I actually don't remember the official diagnosis until after college. So in in high school, um, they did see the plaque and they gave me some kind of topical thing. After college, that's when I started other treatments like light therapy and all kind of stuff. <laughs> so. <laughs> so it's been a journey for you, Brahani. It is. It has. It has. It has definitely been a journey. <laughs> Do you go to any support groups or, or talk to other people that have psoriasis, or you kind of just stay with yourself? I have not. Um, after um, learning about, I, I stay in touch with or, or see a newsletter now called Living with Psoriasis. Um, so that has helped me to kind of manage it. I've, I've just This is my first time actually talking about this publicly. So only my, my dermatologist, Dr. Francis, and um, now my you know my mom of course knows, but I really hadn't talked about it before here before before now before today. Wow. Well, thank you. Oh my gosh. I mean that's great because um, you don't know who is listening and who might you know benefit just from hearing what you went through and also Dr. Francis' knowledge about it. And that's why I try to do the show. We don't know who's listening. I, people listen to the show all over the globe. I, I mean, I've had listeners in Europe. I have listeners in Africa and South America. And, you know, people need information. And they sometimes people get the wrong information. Like Dr. Francis was saying, mm-hmm. you know, because you're African-American, you're being diagnosed with eczema, but you really have psoriasis. And it takes, um, I think, an attentive doctor. You know, as a patient of, I have doctors myself, and, you know, some doctors are better than others. Every doctor is not the same, <laughs> you know, and um, also sometimes um, there is the issue of race, as we know, when African-Americans go to the doctor and um, there's discrimination, um, you know, happening. I remember my daughter had this weird experience of, this is a short aside, she went to the doctor, she was, this was her first checkup as, a, as an adult, and um, she left and they did no blood work on her. And I was like, what? They need a baseline. They need to, this is the first time they're seeing you. They need to get something. So, you know, she was young. She's African-American. You know, my brain went there. I was upset. She said, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, I like to, I like to, uh, this is Dr. Francis. I like to um, describe the relationship of the doctor to dating pretty much. Um, because, you know, there's a lot of great doctors, but they might not be great for you. 
So it's always important mm. to have a trust-based relationship. And if you don't trust that doctor or feel comfortable, you need to find another one. Because there's tons of doctors, there's a lot of dermatologists, and really it's about finding that relationship that works best for you. Um, and that's the best advice I can give because everybody, you know, different strokes for different folks. So if, if, you, if you're not comfortable or you don't feel like you're getting the right care, there's a trust issue, just find someone else. That's my best advice to everyone. You know, lots of good doctors, but it might not be best for you that person. Yeah. Let me just, um, again, let me mention the National Psoriasis. I just want to mention it before we hang up. Psoriasis.org is their website. Uh, the helpline is 1-800-723-9166. Dr. Uh, Francis, can you tell them your website um, information, how they could reach you if they want to talk to you? Sure. I'm at uh, Um and on Twitter at AsuraDerm. At Ashura Derm on um, Instagram, Ashura Beyond Beauty on Facebook, Ashura Dermatology, and um, again, I like to emphasize that the American Academy of Dermatology (AAD.org) has the Find a Derm um, tool where you can go online for at least the people in the state and find a, a good match for a dermatologist for yourself. And more All right. Well, that's awesome. That's really good. Um, thank you both for coming on the show. And wow, I mean, Brahani, this is the first time. I mean, I feel honored. Thank you very much for sharing, really. I know that it, it probably took a lot. That's why I kept saying patient because I was told you didn't want to be known, and then you came out. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having me. Thank you. Guys, have a great weekend. Dr. Francis, have a great weekend. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Take care. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Um, I just got off the phone with Dr. Shani Francis, and um, one of her patients, or I guess um, a patient she used to have, um, who just came out talking about her psoriasis. Um, wow. Thank you, everybody, again. You can follow me at Joy Keys on Twitter. Also check me out on Facebook, Saturday mornings with Joy Keys, and on Instagram. Saturdays with Joy Keys, and also you can email me, uh, Saturdays with, uh, with Joy Keys at hotmail.com. I'm going to be giving away some giveaways. I have some books. I think I might have actually some more CDs. Um, so you want to follow those social media to see how you can win and be the first one to email me. Um, again, you got to be the first one, um, but I do have a couple books, so uh, maybe like the first three people might be able to uh, win a book today uh, if they get, get their emails in fast enough. All right. Thank you so much. And you guys have a great weekend. Remember to wear your mask, cover your nose, your mouth, wash your hands frequently. We're still in the middle of this pandemic. Keep the six feet distance. Um, try not to go visit, you know, family members that weren't in your house because then you could bring it to them. So be very careful. It's a serious disease. I know several people who have friends who have passed away, even doctors who have passed away from this coronavirus. It may be invisible, but it is deadly. All right. Have a good weekend. All right. Bye-bye. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. Take the following everyday steps to help avoid the spread of all respiratory viruses. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Cover your cough or sneeze with a tissue. Throw the tissue away and then wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. 
clean and disinfect frequently touched objects or surfaces, such as remote controls and doorknobs. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. And stay home if you are sick. Call your health care provider if you develop fever, cough, or difficulty breathing. For more tips, visit cdc.gov. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.